fighting for freedom every day. Broadcasting from the heartland of America. The next generation in conservative talk radio. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is a Wednesday, middle of the week, greatest day of the entire week. And I'm telling you, man, today was the day of the clown show in Washington, D.C. For show! Really, across the country, not just in Washington, D.C., but it was a spectacle to watch for sure today. If you missed it, we'll catch you up on that one. And so much to talk about and break down. We have the campaign trail updates. New candidates possibly jumping in the race. Did we call it? Are we Are we there? Were we aware of this before? It's actually happening right before our eyes. We'll break down all that and so much more. Welcome into it. It is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station on the Big Talker KQAM out of Wichita. Multiple radio stations though, all over the place, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you watch or listen, we love you to death. You're millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. Holy cow, man. The taunting, the mocking, the teasing, the elitism in society is at an all-time high right now. They think that this is a game, and I'm here to tell you right now, it is not a game. And if they want to play a hardball, we're going to play a hardball in this election. If they think that they're superior to us, just wait and see what happens, because we're going to overturn the tables. We're going to burn this place to the ground. Metaphorically speaking, we're not talking about physicalness in any way, shape, or form, but the elitism in society is getting out of control because they think that they have the upper hand, and it's kind of hilarious to watch. Do you remember when Charlie Sheen, a few years back, like, I don't know, what was it, 10 years back almost now, Charlie Sheen was out there, and he was doing his tour because he had all these great ideas. He did this interview. Everybody thought it was the most hilarious thing that we ever saw on the entire earth. I mean, he was out there and winning. Yeah, I mean, he was talking about drinking the tiger's blood and doing all this uh, other stuff. He did this tour, and the tour consisted of like one stop, and he was ranting about randomness, and people started booing him and said, well, this is stupid. What are we even here for? When they thought that they were there to get some great insight of Charlie Sheen because he has seen the other side. He has seen the depths of the universe and he was going to relay some great information or he was going to talk about something hilarious. He was going to do something of entertainment value. And it turned out to be a disaster. And what it really turned out to be was that he was so high up on cocaine that he didn't know what he was talking about and that he just kind of disappeared and went off into his rehab. And we haven't heard much from Charlie Sheen since then. But yet, winning, he's still doing his thing. I'm starting to realize the media has fallen again for another frenzy of a Charlie Sheen 2.0. And that, my friends, is Hunter Biden with what's going on right now. Is the headline of the day. What's trending today? Of course, goes back to Washington, D.C., where the House committee was talking about whether to hold Joe Biden in contempt of court because he didn't show up for the hearings with the House representatives. They were going to turn this over to the Department of Justice, which I believe they have done. But during the conversation in the House, out of nowhere, up walks the man himself, Hunter Biden, in his uh, parade of individuals, walks right into the committee hearing, sits down and says, here I am trying to mock these representatives, mock those who are trying to do a serious investigation about the crimes that he have, he has committed, his family has committed, and it was going to hold him into, in contempt for not showing up. He shows up, makes a mockery of it, and then right in the middle of it, just up and walks out, causing another scene. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, Apparently, no. you're afraid Where's of my words. Uh, here goes. <laughs> oh, I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. 
burst their bubble. Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. So that audio by Fox News, by the way, that was Hunter Biden up and leaving right in the middle of Marjorie Taylor Greene about ready to make a speech and talk about things that he had done in the corrupt manner. But Hunter Biden making a mockery out of Washington, D.C., making a mockery out of the House of Representatives, making a mockery out of the committee that's investigating him and his family because they want to keep the media on their side. They're trying to just shake things up and they're literally taunting, mocking and teasing as the elites of saying, look at what we've done. You can't do anything to us, and I'm going to be here just to ruffle the feathers and poke the bear and just have some fun with it. This Again, this is the elites thinking that they are so high on such this pedestal because they have been for so long that they get this false sense of reality, this false sense of just we can do whatever we want to. You're the peons. You're the peasants. You We can lord above you, and we can do anything and we want to to break the law, and there's nothing you can do about it. They get this false sense of safety and security for them to live their luscious lives like they want to. And I'm telling you that it's coming very soon to be crashing down upon them, whether Hunter Biden becomes the scapegoat and ends up going to prison to just make it all go away during the Joe Biden campaign, or whether something else is coming up, which we'll talk about here in just a moment as well. But Hunter Biden walks out in the middle of the committee, first off walks in when he wasn't supposed to be there, to say, here I am, you can't say I'm not showing up. (laughs) Just like the last time where they had the hearing, they wanted him to be there, And he shows up, holds a press conference outside, and then leaves because he thinks that he can do anything that he wants to do. The elitism at its absolute best. The white privilege on display at its absolute best. Walks into the committee, taunts them all, and then ups and leaves. Now, I will say that the only question that was asked, that they didn't answer, but the only question that was asked when he walked out in the media, again, the media just having a frenzy heyday about this. The next Charlie Sheen, the guy that's been so doped up on cocaine that they don't know what they're saying, but they believe that they're invincible right now, trying to make a mockery out of everything because that's where their mind's at when they're on these drugs, that they walk out and his attorney tries to make a statement. The media tries to ask him a question and makes the best question of the day. Could you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? <laughs> oh, I love it. There it is. Well done. What type of crack do you usually smoke there, Mr. Biden? (laughs) Best question of the entire day. The taunting is taking things to an entirely new level. I'm telling you, this sense of the false sense of security, this false sense of elitism is going to come crashing down because they can't hide behind it any longer. And I don't think that they're aware of what's about to happen. As we've said before, Donald Trump, whether you like Donald Trump or not, walking into Washington, D.C., blew the doors right open on the closed-door meetings, the cigar smoke-filled rooms, the backdoor deals that Republicans and Democrats are making together and then doing different things while they were on the floor with their official statements, that that is no longer allowed or accepted or at least going unnoticed by the American people. Whether it's still getting away with it's another conversation. But it's not going unnoticed by the American people, and we're sick and tired of those that are trying to lord over us and doing whatever they want to with their crazy parties, with all their crazy drugs, with their colluding with foreign nations, with selling out American values, with trying to control the American people on a daily basis. We're sick of it, and it's getting exposed, and I don't think that they're quite aware of that yet. 
So they continue to live their life and not only live it, but do it in a taunting manner, which is what Hunter Biden's doing. So this is not going to bode well for him at the end of the day. And while the media is having a frenzy with this, thinking that they absolutely love it, and in fact, defending him on this. If you listen to CNN, God forbid, I'm sorry that I have to play this, but CNN coming out in defense of him saying he's really done nothing wrong. It's the Republicans that were caught off guard when he walked into the committee today. As a little bit of the backstory, Republicans have requested that Hunter Biden sit down for a closed door deposition, but him and his lawyer have maintained time and time again that he would be willing to show up for a public hearing and that he doesn't want his testimony to be selectively leaked by Republicans. And today- All right, now, hold on. Let's stop right there. They don't want it to be selectively leaked by Republicans. You know what really wants to happen here? Because these are the golden children of the Democrat Party and of the media, obviously, therefore, of the American people, because the American people will listen to the selective coverage by the mainstream media on these issues, which means they don't have to try to actually defend their positions. What they only have to do is try to make a mockery out of the process in order to gain public input and gain public trust by saying whatever they want to, even if it's a complete lie under oath, they can blow it off, they can ignore it, they can laugh about it. We can get the clips like we saw from Hillary Clinton of, at what point does it really matter? This is a whole bunch of garbage, whole bunch of shenanigans. To put that into the media, who then broadcast it to the American people to where that's their mindset instead of actually getting away with some substantial information out of these hearings, which is why Republicans want this in a closed-door meeting, because you are a private citizen. We don't need to display your entire private issues to the American public as much as we want to see this stuff right now, but they love to play that's in front of the American public so they can try to act celebrity-like, it's not a big deal, I'm a private citizen and you're attacking me as such, and I can't believe that, and look, I am the victim here, which would go a long way with the rest of the American public, with the media obviously eating it up right now as well. Him and his legal team made the point that he's here again today. He is willing to talk to Republicans. <laughs> Democrats made the point that he is not scared of the committee, that he's willing to talk to them, and basically trying to show that these contempt proceedings are without merit. But Republicans pushed back. It was a very contentious start to the hearing. Oh, man. Again, that was CNN. So that was... Their response was that he's here. He's willing to be here. He's willing to have the conversation by randomly showing up at a meeting he's not supposed to necessarily be at and then walks out in the middle of it when he gets accused of some of the stuff by Republicans that were actually speaking at the time, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And the media takes that as he's willing to show up and he's willing to be here. This contempt of court thing of not showing up is completely bogus because he's totally here right now just to make a mockery of the situation. You see the twisting there? Hilarious to watch. The Bidens are on the way out, and like every other good little Democrat, like every other good little narcissist, like every other good little uh, egotistical maniac, like every other good little elitist that has the public light for the moment, that has that 15 minutes of the limelight, they have to go out and fashion. And while they're on the way down right now, even with Joe Biden trying to be on the campaign trail and talk about how much of a racist, fascist, Nazi, yada, yada that Donald Trump may be, that they're on the way down and they're on the way out. Every Democrat outside of the Biden camp says that he's not capable of running for office. They've committed so many crimes, it's unconscionable how he's even still in office right now, including his his brother who's been running so many deals, all the sellings out that they've done to numerous different foreign countries and foreign governments. It's atrocious, the fact that we're even in this situation. And they're on the way out, and my positivity will never fade away or never waver in the fact that 2024 is going to be a year where all of the truth comes out, 
and that justice will begin to be served in some way, shape, or form. I don't know what that will look like. I don't know how that will be done. But the information will be out there. The truth always comes out in the end. And 2024 is a year where I think all of the evil, the darkness, the sickness, the grossness in society will boil itself up to the surface. And while that may be bad, while that may seem sad, it's also a good thing because we're purging it out of our system as a nation. And to me, I see that as a good thing. I see that as getting it out of our system and ridding ourselves of it because now we're aware of it. We know this stuff has happened for years and for decades, but we're now finally starting to talk about it. We've talked about it for years, but now we're actually starting to act a little bit upon it. It takes baby steps, right? You have to acknowledge it before you can start to understand it, before you can start to process it, before you can start to take action on it. And we're at the baby stages of the taking action in this process of all the darkness and ridiculousness that's gone on in society. And the Biden family is one of those, along with the Clinton family, along with the Obama family, along with all of these big Democrats that have been in Congress for years, Nancy Pelosi and all these other ones, that they've played in Republicans too. Let's not uh, try to exclude Republicans here. That politicians, the elites, have taken advantage of the system for their own personal gain for a very long time, and it's now starting to be revealed. And this is them trying to make a mockery, to laugh it off, to make it go away, because deep down they are terrified of what's about to come to them. And I'm here to tell you that it's going to come to them. So keep it up, Hunter Biden. Keep making a mockery of it. And media, keep making ridiculously stupid comments like this to try and defend them, because your time's coming. And you're going to be crashing here relatively soon. The five-hour energy that you've been taking is going to come to a crash really quick. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Do you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? How crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? <laughs> I think that's one of my new favorite clips now. What kind of crack do you usually smoke, Mr. Biden? I'm telling you, the media, is, they're, they're fascinated by this stuff. They're fascinated by those that just go off the hinges and do random garbage. It just makes them look foolish at the end of the day. It looks really cool, but until you realize that it's just a show and that they're just trying to make a mockery out of everything, then... It turns out to be ridiculous. They've traded in Charlie Sheen for Hunter Biden, and it's the same kind of addiction, same kind of show that they try to put onto the American public, and this one's going to fail badly right now, which leads us to, did we call this one? We've had the guest on many times that's talked about this. We've speculated about it many times, and so many people have said, yeah, I don't think this is really going to happen, Andy, but... I don't know. I don't know. What's trending today? Now that the Bidens are on the way down, they're beginning to crash. They're beginning to crumble. They're beginning to just destroy themselves. They're in that spiral downward, which is why we're seeing the show that we're seeing right now. What's the replacement? We are 10 months away from election time. And I said that this is going to have to happen soon because... Well, primaries are, I don't know, less than a week away, obviously, for the Iowa. We're just a little ways out from the New Hampshire, and then it just goes on from there. But Joe Biden, is he able to handle it? Now, on Friday last week, there was an article that showed that former President Barack Obama had made a comment that he is extremely concerned about Joe Biden and the race about Donald Trump potentially winning again. you got to remember, Barack Obama lost his mind when he had to hand over power to Donald Trump and he reversed essentially everything that he had done during the administration. 
There's been speculation for the last year or so that Michelle Obama may try to rise up out of the ashes and try to run for president, even though she has no political experience outside of being first lady of the United States, and that she was going to continue on the Obama legacy. Well, in a podcast just recently, she said this. What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter, who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. She has not spoken out in a very long time. And just like Hillary Clinton, who rises out of the ashes, tries to peek her head out again to see if anybody pays attention to her, makes a mockery of herself, then goes back in because nobody likes her when she starts speaking. Michelle Obama has started to do the same thing. We haven't heard a word from her. In fact, all we hear about is how much she hates politics, how much she doesn't like politics, how much she doesn't want to be involved in politics, trying to make the point that she doesn't want anything to do with this. Barack Obama made the statement last week that he's extremely concerned about the election and how Donald Trump could beat Joe Biden because Donald Trump's beating him in every poll. The panic button has been hit among the Democrat ranks to make sure that Donald Trump cannot become president of the United States again. And who else do they have? They have Gavin Newsom. They have Gretchen Whitmer from Michigan. And they have Michelle Obama. And that's about the length of their strategy. So, Here's the theory on this program is there one of three things is going to happen now because Barack Obama made the statement last week. Michelle Obama was on a podcast just a couple days ago, and now we see another article that Barack Obama again has made the comment and has heard from numerous different people around his former administration showing inside, uh, re, uh, making concerns about him possibly running or at least having someone run other than Joe Biden because, well, we can't have Donald Trump become president. Is Michelle Obama starting to jump in last minute to be the Gandalf riding in the great white horse, saving the day at the end of the day when the battle is uh, commencing right now, and then Gandalf shows up with the troops and we just save the day at the end of it? Is that what we're going to see from Michelle Obama? Because if so, one of three things is going to happen. She's either going to jump into the race and get all of the support and boost all the morale for the Democrats, She's going to run as a VP with Joe Biden, so that way Operation Joe Biden falls down the stairs while trying to tie his shoe happens after she becomes vice president and can take over. Or, well, I guess those are about the only ones. One of two options. But that would be interesting, huh? Michelle Obama now getting into the ring. What's going to happen there? Are we going to see a change in tide? The morale boost, and if so, they got to do it quick because she's got to get on the ballot. But... If that's the case, then what does that do the Democrats so far out from the election? This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. Always wonderful to have you along for the ride as usual for a midweek celebration. Let's carpe diem all over this place, baby. It's what it's all about. So, had a message on the social media. Was it a Freudian slip about being in election or being selected? Well, I do have two words on the Democrat side because depending on how they choose, and I use that for air quotes, how they choose their candidate, Michelle Obama or Joe Biden or Gretchen Whitmer or Gavin Newsom, whoever it may be. You have to remember the two words, super delegate. 
that the Democrats have in their primary. So as a Democrat voter, I would be upset about that if I were on the Democrat Party. But you can have your voice. But remember, the elites, the elected officials, have a super delegate vote, which means they supersede you. And while there's obviously not that many in each state, it's enough to essentially choose your nominee for the Democrat side. So just throwing that little nugget out there for the Democrat listeners. You're welcome. You can send me your hate messages on our website at whosyourreason.com. Let's shift gears here, shall we? I got to get his thoughts on this. What's trending today? It's been a while since we've had our next guest on the program. Really happy to have him on as he is a podcaster. You can find it. And actually right now for those, we're actually simulcasting on his YouTube channel right now in his podcast. As we speak, we're simulcasting the shows together, which is really awesome with his podcast. No sound bites allowed. Excited to head back on the program. Been a little bit since we've had him on, Mr. Michael Voss. Michael, how are you, my friend? Hello, Andy. It's always good to be here with you and your audience. Uh, yeah, we're simulcasting. I think there's a five-second delay in my voice and what they're seeing on screen, but we'll make it work. We'll make it work. I love it. Well, welcome to your listeners as well to the radio program, so that's awesome. There is so much. I, I, I said this at the beginning of the year just a week ago that 2024 was going to be a year that we need to hold on, strap in, buckle up, and get ready for because it's going to be entertaining and fun. But, man, right out of the gate, we've had Epstein lists. We've had Michelle Obama. We've had the Biden investigations. We've had budget conversations. We've had aliens down in Miami. Like, Mike, we're starting off this year crazy this year. Well, it has to be a crazy year because it's an election year. And 68% of Democrats don't want Joe Biden. They don't want Kamala Harris. And the media is in a frenzy. They're trying to fortify 2024 like they did 2020. The problem is we have a track record for President Trump. We have a track record for Biden as uh, the elected official. And so when we're looking at that, we can see the failure. I mean, how do you cover up? How do you fortify Biden and make people want to vote for him when Lloyd Austin, Defense Secretary of the United States, while 22 Americans are held hostage by Hamas and being sexually tortured as we speak, he's gone for a week. They didn't even know. Yeah. How inept are they? Yeah, that takes things to another level. They used to criticize Trump for not having a handle on his executive side of government because he'd go through so many people. It was kind of a rotating door with so many. But this takes it to another level. What Trump was doing was getting rid of those who were trying to be just the normal politician. It's good enough for government work. Show up an hour late, leave an hour early, and don't do anything in between with an extended lunch. Uh, that was the difference between that and now. Where we don't even know what's going on in D.C. because they're not even telling their bosses anymore. Well, no, they're trying to cover everything up. They're so busy trying to distract us. I mean, Hunter Biden showed up today. I, I truly believe someone should give him another drug test. He may need to go to rehab because it's insane for him to think he can mock and flaunt the entire Congress, Democrats and Republicans alike, by showing up to his contempt meeting because he didn't show up to be under oath. So, uh, and I love the comments from Nancy Mace. I think she really nailed it. But then, and then he ran away because he wasn't under oath. Yeah. This is a distraction so we don't think about the fact that inflation is up 16% under Joe Biden and it is continuing to go up. We've been in a recession since August of 2022, that we have problems overseas massively. Iran, what is it today? The biggest strike by the Houthi support, uh, Iran supported Houthi rebels were attacking the United States in the Red Sea. It is escalating, and they want us distracted from that completely. How is it the media can be so delusional with this? When we saw the walkout from Hunter Biden today, 
And CNN, we played a little bit of the clip just a while ago of them saying, well, he showed up and he's willing to work with Republicans in the House committee. He's willing to do this. And this, the, the fact that he showed up before and made a press statement and then left without walking in during the time he was supposed to be there. And now when he just randomly walks in, causes a scene, mocks the entire process, and then stand up and walks out right in the middle of it as well and doesn't even say a word. His attorney makes a statement before they leave. Uh, how in the world does that result to in the minds of the media and the Democrats as well? He's willing to work and he's willing to work uh, with the other side. But, you know, he just wants to do it in a public venue like this. And he's totally open to having this conversation. Like, how do you get to that conclusion? Well, the only way they get there is by framing it as MAGA equals evil. That we have to be accused of being horrible. If you don't agree, you're the bad guy. Obviously, Hunter is a good guy because he's here. See, don't remember three months ago. Don't remember the past. Remember just this moment and just these 30 seconds. And as long as you do that, they get to win. That's what they're counting on. They are assuming the American public are both dumb and have the memory of a goldfish, which I find to be very insulting. And it's the it's the consequence of having failed policies for three years. Do you think this is the last big hoorah for the Bidens before they're on the way out? They're on the decline. Joe Biden can't uh, cognitively think about anything rationally anymore. Hunter Biden is about to be exposed for all the crime that he's committed, along with his dad and the entire family. Is this the last big hoorah before they go out? And i got to say, this is bad timing, I think, for them when we're literally 10 months away from the general election and we're just weeks away, less than a week away from one primary, but weeks away from primary season where Democrats have to have their name on the ballot for the presidential race here relatively soon. Like, is this the last big hoorah before we hear the end of the Bidens? No, because this is this is why it's happening now. So that by the time we get into the... Um, deep into the primary season, everyone's going to forget. Again, they assume you have the memory of a goldfish. So by the time we get there, they'll say, oh, it's been handled, it's been done. That's old news. We're dealing with the new news. You're not up to date. Uh, And that's why they're trying to get it all out as soon as they can. The problem is all of this isn't lingering. It's compounding the problems. It's like Joe Biden on September 1st, 2021, abandoned 5,000 Americans in Afghanistan. That was the green light that allowed Russia to go into Ukraine, where 10,000 Americans were abandoned by the Biden administration. That's when ISIS was released from um, the prisons in Afghanistan, went into Africa. That's why the Sudan is having a war right now, where 15,000 Americans were abandoned at the end of April of 2023. This is the legacy of Joe Biden and the, the, the domino effect of his policies and they think you will not remember, but most of us do. Yeah, most of us do. We're talking with Michael Voss. He is the host of the podcast, No Sound Bites Allowed. You can find it on YouTube and other places, which, by the way, we're simulcasting on right now with the radio program and the podcast. Let's talk about the potential replacements. He continues to dwindle in the polls. Donald Trump above Joe Biden in majority of the swing states right now, and it continues to widen that margin even while they go after him, try to remove him from the ballot, which seems to be a complete disaster on their end. Then we hear this podcast just a couple days ago. What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit 
it affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. That was Michelle Obama. That came out just a day or so ago. That's directly after we hear the statement from Barack Obama himself saying that he's extremely concerned about the election as people are coming to him left and right, showing their concern for Joe Biden not being able to handle his own against Donald Trump. Are we seeing the peaking or the little dropping of the breadcrumbs of the potential transition to a Michelle Obama presidency in 2024? I don't think it's going to be Michelle Obama because Gavin Newsom has been desperately running across the United States and into China trying to build up support and donors so that he could replace uh, uh, Joe Biden. And we know that RFK went independent, and he's been pulling about 22 percent. He's been pulling away Democrats consistently. So if anyone, Gavin thinks he's got the inside route because he has the money. But I don't think any of this is going to happen. I think they're going to actually stick with him because they have built up this uh, imagery. Yesterday, DW News, Deutsche Welle, uh, a activist professor of John Jay, Gloria Brown Marshall, was on there trying to say, you know what, if you elect Donald Trump, it's going to be World War III. When asked about that, she couldn't name. Who would he be fighting? Uh, she has no idea. She just knows orange man bad. They have built that up so much that they think that Biden will be carried by that. He's the good guy. That's why he was at Valley Forge. He's like George Washington. He's fighting for you. If they drop him now, nobody gets to pick up that same messaging, and then they lose. Yeah, but that is very true. Lose anyway. Well, they're going to lose anyways. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there there are two alternatives, two major alternatives that I think are going to happen, which, like you said, you have a Newsom because he's been gunning for it. But Gavin Newsom isn't beholden to the Obamas. He he hangs out in a completely different realm of celebrities, which is why he's going over to China trying to be bought out by them to run the country. I still think that there's got to be some type of Obama puppet since they essentially pull the strings now, since they're the new Clintons. I don't know who else they have other than Joe Biden or a Michelle Obama, which either would run or become his VP candidate and then take over when Operation Joe Biden trips down the stairs while trying to tie his shoe commences and she takes over after he gets reelected. You could see Vice President Michelle Obama. That would be a Newsom-Obama ticket. That I think you could definitely see. Gets in the black vote. It gets in the woman vote. It gets the progressives from California. All of them excited. They all get in on that race. And, of course, all of them are younger than Joe Biden. But then again, who isn't? Uh, Maybe Mickey Mouse. That's about it. So, yeah, you could see that maybe happen, but I don't think she's going to be the headline, especially since I don't think Michelle, she's never been tested on the stage. No one has ever debated her. Would you really want to risk it with her up on the stage against Donald Trump and she's never had to actually answer a question before? I don't think they would do it. I don't think they would do a debate. I think it would be like a Joe Biden last time. Well, he's too evil. He's too much of a narcissist, fascist, evil, whatever. We're not going to even debate him. So whoever the candidate is, I don't think there's going to be general election debates this year. It's going to be interesting. We're talking with Michael Voss. Got to take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk about January 6th. We'll talk about the platform for the Democrats and moving forward this year. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Hanging out today for a midweek celebration. 
the way we do. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. There is the Hunter Biden shenanigans, Michelle Obama making her appearance in the public light, talking politics. Kind of fascinating there. What's the presidential race going to look like? Also, we have the big debates in the House right now, whether Republicans will get on board with the $1.7 trillion spending package. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other conversation. We'll do some more of that coming up tomorrow. We're hanging out right now. Michael Voss, the uh, host of the podcast, No Sound Bites Allowed. You can find it on YouTube, and we are simulcasting on that channel and that show right now as well. Mike, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about January 6th for a second because that seems to be yeah. there's no platform. There's no policy. You think when presidents run for a second term, they normally run a positive campaign of look at what we've done over the past four years. Look at how great things are right now. Look at what we've done. We want to continue this legacy. That's normally what someone running for re-election is, how they run and how they campaign is look at what we've done. Joe Biden came out on day one at the, at, you know, doing his whole East Coast tour right now, talking about the revolutionary war spots, civil war spots, talking about he is the savior of democracy. And Joe and Donald Trump, when he gets into office, will essentially literally try to kill his political opponents and become a tyrant and destroy our democracy. That is an odd way to campaign to win over new voters, Mike, because sure, that may resonate with the hardcore Democrat voters. But how do you win anybody else into that realm with that kind of rhetoric? Well, they're not really trying to win anyone. What they're trying to do is discourage anyone from showing up who wouldn't vote for the Democrats. And that's the big thing. You see, you're evil and you're wrong if you don't agree. Obviously, if you're supporting any kind of discourse, uh, anything that's an unapproved message, like we saw on January 6th, well, then you must be the most evil person in the world. Think of it. 300,000 Americans were standing on or in the Capitol. If we, we have seen around the world, if you want to take over a country, you don't need 300,000 people. We had that. And now Joe Biden's in office. So obviously it wasn't an attempt at an insurrection. And let's be honest, as a riot goes, well, it's nowhere near anything we've seen from BLM, Antifa. Think about Minneapolis, $2 billion worth of damage over there. How many kids were killed in Austin, uh, in Atlanta, in Portland, in Seattle? I mean, there is no comparison, but they have to make it seem that way to discourage people who would vote against Joe Biden and to try and maintain his ability to hold it together. Yeah, what's weird about it is that that's what they run on now that we've seen the 40,000 hours worth of video or whatever it is that's been released on what really happened there. And sure, you can still pick and choose and cherry pick the violent parts of it and the people that actually broke windows and try to do things violently. Yeah, they need to have their, you know, they need to be in trouble for what they did and vandalizing mm -hmm. public grounds like that, sure. But when we see video of law enforcement literally opening doors, giving tours through the entire Capitol, and then they still get arrested and we still have people that are in jail right now that have not been officially charged with anything. Three years later after the incident, we've seen a complete failure in due process. We've seen a complete, uh, like you said, corruption of what really happened there on what, what the media like to call was a quote-unquote mostly peaceful protest for the most part. So how can they run on this when the truth is out there now and that narrative seems to be dwindling? Because they changed the narrative. Very simply, remember when it was in uh, November that when the Democrats were meeting together, we, there was the protest, the pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas left, circled D.C. and shut down the city, and that disappeared. Again, another act of insurrection from the Democrats. Well, that doesn't exist. Then they also try and change things. So as 
taking Trump off of the Colorado ballot, taking him off of the Maine ballot. What is that? That is an action, no due process. They've accused him of a crime which doesn't exist, and now they're punishing you and me for daring to want to exercise our First Amendment right to select him as a candidate in various primaries. That's, that's a change. Now, what they're saying is, well, Donald Trump doesn't believe in freedom of choice, the freedom of voting. He doesn't believe in that, but yet they're the ones who are denying Americans the ability to choose who they want in an election. Yeah. They just changed the narrative. Change the narrative. They're, they're the kids that like to change the rules of the board game as they're playing it because they begin to lose, and we see that day in and day out. It's going to be interesting to see when the Supreme Court ruling comes down on whether they can take him off the ballot for that insurrection. The fact that they're coming out with it relatively quickly because the primaries are coming up, I think, is a telltale sign, and that'll set the precedent for all of it moving forward as well. Mike, we're out of time, my friend. I love it. we got to get you back on here again real soon because there's a lot going on. Let's do this here soon, brother. Southern border. Yeah, we'll hey. definitely do it again. There it is. Always doing it. Michael Voss, you can check it out. No sound bites allowed. You can find it on YouTube. Find it on all your favorite podcasting sites. Go check out the show. Great content going deep into the issues, which is what we try to do on this radio program but in a more condensed version due to time restraints. That does it for us today. We're back at it again tomorrow for your pre-Friday celebration. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.